Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 142. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Yo, what is going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? It's your host, Eric Cacciatore, and this is The Podcast. For personal growth in the restaurant industry, you know how we do it, talking to the industry's most successful professionals, and reading the books they tell us to read, and going to the resources they tell us to go to, and just learning together. It's Tuesday, which means it's Talking Tuesday, and I have a good one for you today. I'm kind of just shooting from the hip. I'm really excited about today. Um, I've been kind of holding off and sharing the news with you guys, uh, but I recently took a job as a host and assistant to general manager at the Applecrest Bistro in New Hampshire, Hampton Falls, New Hampshire. Uh, I've been waiting to say because I wanted to try it out first, and I am proud and uh, really excited about this opportunity. And uh, it's exciting because I'm going to get to take all these experiences, uh, all these things I'm learning uh, and apply them to this podcast and get some real life experiences. And uh, I couldn't walk away from this opportunity because this restaurant has a great team on board. Chef Pat Susie was a past guest on the show. If you remember him, he was great. And uh, we have the general manager, uh, Lindsay, over there. She has some great experience. The owners of this facility, Applecrest Farm, the oldest. Two acre or 200 acre farm uh, in New Hampshire, huge, beautiful. There's so many great things. It's farm to table. The food we're serving comes from that property and from growers and uh, farmers and uh, just artisans all over New England. It's super exciting. Uh, so today, like I said, I'm kind of shooting from the hip. Uh, you know, it's it's great to be a part of something so awesome like I am. And um, the experience of just coming on board and seeing all the energy that this place has and all the excitement around the opening and just so much potential. Um, everything is amazing. The people are amazing. The food we're going to be serving is amazing. The building is amazing. A huge, massive barn that was built that this restaurant's housed in. It's a marketplace. It's a fast, casual concept. It's a casual dining concept all in one. How can you say no to that? I couldn't. I'm just... So thrilled to be a part of it, and I hope you can tell by the tone of my voice. But one thing that I noticed as soon as I got there was no matter you know how amazing this whole situation is, um, there was some, not I wouldn't say miscommunication, but there's some question marks about what we were all about, like what our purpose was, what our mission was, what our vision was, what the owners wanted us to be, and like what we were all working for. And doing this podcast, talking to all these incredible professionals, I've learned how important it is to communicate those visions, those missions, and those core values. But they just weren't written down yet. And I don't blame these folks. I'm telling you, they're awesome. They know what they're doing. But everyone's under the gun. We have our opening day, and everyone's running around. And I was told we're about to get a team that I'm going to help train and I'm going to be in a leadership position. And I can't really get people on board unless I know what we're all working for. And that's what having visions and, and missions do. So today I'm going to talk to you guys and this book has come up a bunch of time. I'm going to be using the notes I've taken from Ari Wineswags of uh, Zingerman, a lapsed anarchist approach to building a great business. And in this book, 
He does a lot of t- um, talking and he devotes a lot of time and energy into the power of visioning and uh, writing a, a, a mission statement. I mean, here are the, the titles of the chapters I read uh, that I'm going to be sharing with you. This is where I got the information just to give you an idea of like what we're going to be talking about. Uh, building a better mission statement, revisiting the power of visioning, uh, writing a vision of greatness, uh, vision back, and the eight-step recipe for writing a vision of greatness. So these are the titles of the chapters that I'm um, pulling this information from straight from Ari Weinswag of Zingerman's himself. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out this book, it's a must read so much power. R- everything's written in essay form, but I'm going to be sharing some of what I learned from this book and from my recent experience being a part of this opening process. We haven't even opened yet. We open to the public tomorrow. So this, this episode's like real time. I'm going through this stuff. So it's really exciting, but I mean, what is a mission? So according to Ari Weinswag, a mission provides us with the purpose and helps us recenter ourselves when we're lost. It's a way for us to get back refocused to our core purposes. I mean, it's it's the tracks to our train. It's the banks to our river. It helps guide us and brings us down that road of why we're all here in the first place. And, you know, we all get that moment where things going crazy, shit hits a fan. We don't know why we're in this, this business. And then we can just look at our mission statement and it recenters us. And according to Ari, the questions we need to be asking ourselves to really make a good mission statement is what do we do? Why do we do it? Who are we that are doing it? And who are we doing it for? And if you can answer those questions, um, you're on your way to like writing a really great mission statement. And as far as visioning goes, what's a vision? According to this incredible book, it means uh, it, it is a picture of what success looks like for us uh, at a specific time. I mean, why do we need a vision? Uh, what are the reasons for writing a vision? And uh, I'm going to share some of those reasons for you now. So in the book, Ari lists 10 reasons and why a vision is so critical. And here they are. And I'm not going to get into detail. The first one is it has a positive impact on others. Second reason is it attracts good people. Third, it allows us to create reality instead of just reacting to problems. The fourth is it's a statement of optimism in the future. Fifth, it forces us to act on and model the reality that there is no safe path. Six, it forces us to hold ourselves accountable. Seven, it tells us what we aren't going to do. Eight, it tells everyone what's in it for them. Nine, it creates positive movement within the organization. And lastly, number 10, a vision, it helps us keep good people. All pretty awesome reasons to kind of go through the steps and to put thought into creating a vision as well as a mission. And um, also you need your core values. You need to know, you know, what separates us. Why are we doing what we do? I was put in a situation where I'm a part of a great team. This might be something that happens to you. Maybe you get hired as a manager someplace and their core missions and their visions and all that stuff isn't clear. Or maybe you've been working someplace for a long time and you really, you know, you love these people you're working for. They're like family to you and you see that they're not necessarily doing things right by not committing these things to writing And what can you do as the employee coming up in a company or somebody who's hired to a company who doesn't have these things written out yet? Like in my situation, um, I have every reason to believe that this company is going to be extremely successful and I want to help them be successful. In order to do that, 
I need to be able to share these visions and missions with my team that I'm going to be leading. So here's what I did in my particular situation. Um, I knew these things were important. So I sat down with the owner and I said to him, I mean, well, first I, you know, I talked to him and I said, Hey, when you're free, can you give me an hour? I want to find out who I'm working for and what I'm working for. And that's what we did. And he was really impressed with the fact that I even, you know, thought to say this to him. It was totally worth it. It seems cheesy, but trust me, it's totally worth it. So the first thing I did and something you can do if you're put in a situation where you want to be excellent, you know, take it upon yourself to ask the questions. So that's all I did. I just asked the questions. And um, when you're asking these questions, the very first thing you need to do, because, I mean, these things are supposed to be from the heart. And we learn from all of our past guests that when you're opening a restaurant, um, when you're trying to find out who you are, you need to be true to who you are. Because really, a successful restaurant, many successful restaurants, are an extension of who you are. They're an extension of the people, the core values of the people who are in that restaurant. And that's how you identify yourself. And that's how you become truly special. So take the time before you ask the questions about your, the mission and the vision to really get to know that person who's at the, the helm or at the top of the hierarchy because really it's an extension of them, um, to get to their true values, you know, ask them, well, first what you need to do is uncover those true values or their true core values. And you can do it by just asking, you know, what are you proud of? You know, what makes you tick? Like, like what are you most proud of in this restaurant and what you've accomplished so far and what you want to accomplish? And another way you can get to those core values is, you know, if they have kids is ask them, you know, what do you want your kids to be like when they're adults? And, or maybe, what do you want your kids to say about you after you've passed? Like, how do you want to leave this world? And if you can uncover all those things about who you are and what makes you special, like those core values, if you can get those uncovered, then answering these questions I'm about to share with you become 10 times easier and they come from the heart. And on that topic, when, when you are answering these questions, you should kind of just, you know, like writing up the first draft to an essay, just go and talk. And let the, the thoughts and the emotions pour out of you. And one of the things you can do on your end to kind of ensure that this uh, process is just free-flowing and not too formal is just to record it. Uh, if you have a laptop or your phone, just hit the record button. That way you can just have a conversation, ask the questions. You don't have to go crazy writing things down. You want it to be a conversation. mono e mono or mono e gal uh, whatever the conversion is but just make sure it's flowing naturally so that's why recording it can be really powerful and it also saves on time too all right so after you've gotten those core values and we're now talking from the heart we did some you know inward looking some self-reflection we know what we're all about you can start asking the questions that are, are in the definition of a mission so to get that mission statement just ask whoever you're interviewing whether it's the executive chef or the owner, you know, what do we do? Why do we do it? Who are we that are doing it? And who are we doing it for? And I'll tell you, when you open up this person, when you get them to really self-reflect and find out who they are, who their core value is, when they're answering these questions, man, you're going to get so fired up about what you're signed up for. Um, the conversation I had with the owner was amazing. Uh, the, the purposes, you know, his dreams, um, you know, just the things I was able to uncover just got me so fired up and you're going to get fired up too. But when you're answering these questions, um, the things you want to be thinking about, like, what do we do? I mean, we're not making food. We are, but really it's like 
a good analogy is, you know, what's perfume do? You know, it makes you smell good, but really what perfume does is it makes you have hope that you're going to find the man or woman of your dreams and you're going to just be more appealing and more attractive. So that's what perfume does. And what a restaurant does is, you know, it, it provides hope. It, it taps into higher needs. Um, you're creating those long-lasting experiences. And in, in the restaurant that I'm a part of, you know, this farm, um, we're sharing the stories of all the people that contributed to this experience. I mean, we're not just serving food. We're, we're serving the blood, sweat, and tears of the farmers, of the craftsmen, of the artisans that's, whose food is on our menu. And we're sharing the, the hard work of all the farmers that are at that location that grow these apples. And we're bringing it to you. We're showing you the fullest potential of food. We're showing you what food can be and what food should be. Now, that sounds better than just making food, right? So, I mean, this is why we get to those core values. And, you know, why do we do it? And, like, what's the purpose? Like, why do we, you know, how do we want to feel after we do it? That's the second question you want to be answering. You know, it's not just because you want to make money. It's because these things you're doing, they resonate with your core, right? So who are we that are doing it? Like, who are the people? What kind of people are we? Like, we care about our guests. We, we're passionate about sharing the knowledge and showing people what food can be. Like, that's who we are. And who are we doing it for? We're doing it for our community. We're doing it for people who who might be miscommunicated or not entirely sure of, you know, what's wrong with our food system and the broken food system and how by eating at our restaurant, by buying food from our market, you're supporting all these people who have these passions, these strengths, these, you know, just incredible, like their lives are surrounded by what they're doing. Now that is something people can get on board with. And when shit hits the fan in the middle of the dining service and everyone's, you know, all flustered and, you know, things just aren't going great. We can stop and say to ourselves, we have a higher cause. You know, we're here for uh, our mission to do all these incredible things that I just mentioned. And when you can just recenter yourself and say, no, just keep going forward. This is why we're here. It makes the job a lot better. Everyone's pulling in the same direction and it's so powerful. All right. So that's what you do. That's a conversation you're having with them. Um, you know, with creating the mission. And this is why you want to record all this because you can come back to it later and pick out all those fine little details. So now we need to talk about visioning and the questions you need to ask whoever you're interviewing to get this information are what will success look like? You know, you know, what's, you know, look, look into the future five years. Like what is success for you Define success? Uh, what will be happening? Like what will be going on? Like where will we be? What will we be serving? Uh, are we going to be expanding? Like, what's the energy going to be like? Uh, the next question, how big will the organization be? You need to have that goal. That's something to work towards. And, you know, you need to know where you are along the track. So while you're working to that, towards that goal, like, say, after two years of your five-year vision, you can see if you're on track to getting to where you want to be. The next question you need to ask is, what will we be known for? When people are talking about us, you know, what are they going to say? You, you need to go to Applecrest Bistro to do this, to experience this, to try this, to be a part of that bigger picture. Uh, what will the community be saying about us? Like, how do we want our community to look at us? And, you know, what can we do to make them look at us the way we want them to? Uh, what will the press be saying about us? How will people report about us? Uh, what's the media going to be saying? And how will the people inside our organization be dealing with each other? Like, how are we going to treat each other? What's our culture like? And when you can ask all these questions and just get it spelled out, 
getting people on board is going to be 10 times easier. And like we learned from Danny Myers and setting the table, you know, people are volunteering to work for us. They can go out and work for any other restaurant in your region, but really what's going to make them work for you is those core values and those, uh, those ideals, like what we're working for, what we're all about. And if you can get all this stuff like written out and you can find that purpose, if you know where you're going, you can get there and you can communicate it to your team. And on that topic of communication and the things, you know, what makes an effective vision of greatness? These are things that I'm about to list that you need to make sure uh, your vision is before you launch it and share it with people. Number one, it needs to be inspiring. It needs to be something special because remember, this is what you're going to be selling the rest of your team on. Number two, it needs to be strategically sound. It needs to be attainable. I mean, you can't just have this far out vision like we're going to serve uh, grass-fed beef on the moon. You can't do it. So it needs to be strategically sound and uh, just attainable. Number three, it needs to be documented. It's not enough just to say, this is our vision. You need to write that sucker down, commit it to writing, have it in your operations manual, have it echoing day in, day out, and it needs to be communicated. And doing all this work, if you don't communicate it to your staff, because that's why we do it, to give everybody one direction, one mission, one vision, everyone pulling together a part of something special. So after you go through, you have this conversation, you record it, you get it written out, uh, bounce it off the chef, bounce it off the owner, and then commit to writing and share it with everybody, and you're going to be freaking unstoppable. Um, Which is why it's so important that if you go someplace, and these things aren't committed to writing yet, it's really your responsibility to be proactive. If you want to be a part of something really, truly great, you know, take the bull by the horns, and just do something about it. And I'm so happy that I took the time to sit down with the owner. Uh, what I know now, um, the things that came out of his mouth are so really just knowing that I'm working to like tell these stories of all these incredible people that, you know, the, the, the farmers, the artisans, to be a part of just sharing other people's passions with the general community and to tell a story behind a plate, not just to serve you food, but every plate we serve has a story, has a history. And how much easier is it to get people on board, to get your team, your people just jazzed up and excited to be a part of something truly special. So, you know, once you gather all this information, once you get it recorded, sit down and just write like bullets of everything that really stood out to you. And then Put together the mission statement and the vision and give it to your boss or give it to the executive chef and see what they have to say. Maybe they'll tweak it, but at least they'll have something to work from. So that's everything I wanted to talk about today. A nice short episode for you. Uh, again, I'll have the links in the show notes uh, for Ari's book. That book, again, is A Lapsed Anarchist Approach to Building a Great Business. And there's more in this book than just how to build you know, visions and write missions. Uh, you know, He talks about how important systems are and culture. I mean, the book really is a, a must-read. And this is just one of his many series of books. I have not read all of them yet. Also, I'll have all the questions in the show notes that you should be asking your uh, the owner or the executive chef or whoever it is you're going to be talking to, the general manager, uh, to get that mission written, to get that vision written. I'll have those questions there and the, the process you should take when uh, approaching them to do this. Uh, but, you know, just, just take the initiative, you know, uh, if you want to be a part of something greater, if you want to go to work and work towards something that's something you can be proud of, uh, take the initiative to get these missions and visions written out. Like, be the person that takes a bull 
by the horns and gets things done. At the very least, do it for the people that you work for. I mean, if you care for these people, if they've been good for you and you want to see their business become more successful, uh, the least you can do is show them the way and show them what they can be doing to be making their business better. Uh, and let's get the conversation going, guys. Uh, let's comment on this episode. Go to Restaurant Unstoppable slash Mission and Vision, and I'll uh, have opportunities there at the, the bottom of the post for you guys to leave your comments. Also, shoot me an email whenever you want if you have an idea of a good topic for the show or maybe you can think of somebody who's a restaurant professional that would make a terrific guest mentor i'm always looking for mentors on the show so that's all i have for you today i hope you guys found this valuable and helpful until next time peace out